Welcome to Dads with Nerdy Ambitions. I'm your host, Steve Pugh, and with me today are Ben and Nick from Escapism LLC. Uh, we're going to be talking about escape rooms, and these fine, fine gentlemen here have actually given me the honor of actually doing their escape room before we even did this interview. Uh, so I get to give you guys my experience today. I'm actually very, very excited to have them on the show. Uh, ben, Nick, thank you so much for being on the show. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Ben, we'll start with you. Uh, hi, I'm Ben. Um, I'm along with my wife, the owner of Escapism. I do most of the, the room design and the puzzle design and, and sort of the nerdier sides of the escape rooms. She helps make the rooms look good. Um, I've got a background in engineering and business. And so they sort of came together in, in doing this. So that's me. So when you got your engineering, your business degree, your thought was, I want to build things and play in them. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a way to make a living. No, it's it's awesome. It just I just imagine like you as a kid and making cardboard forts and everything and little adventure places and then going, I right. do this for a living. Now I make cardboard <laughs> forts that are a little more intricate and I get to walk the So hey, that's that's <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> Nick. All right. Um, hi, I'm Nick. I'm the assistant manager over at Escapism slash Game Master, and I run people through the rooms and do uh, the customer service and the cleanup, and I work to make sure everything is all happy and everyone has a happy time. And um, outside of what I do at Escapism, I'm an artist, and that's what I do. And I'm an Aries, because I feel like that's important for the <laughs> That's awesome. Love me or so hate me. you're the one. You're the one who locks people in the rooms. He's the one that builds the jails. Yes, I like that's it. Right. <laughs> I, I caused the stress from the from the inside. <laughs> um, since you said you're the guy that cleans up, um, I'm pretty sure when we did our room, we were a little rude with the rocks. I think we kind of just pulled them out in, in one area. So I apologize on that. Oh God, Again, I'm not going to try to give away anything in your guys' rooms or anything, but <laughs> I just remember pulling out a bunch of stuff and I was like, we didn't clean that up. That is like nothing. <laughs> to me at this point. Don't even worry about it. Um, so we are a nerdy podcast. We are the go-to source for nerd knowledge, nerd culture, and pop culture in the 21st century. So we like to ask all our special guests, um, what are you nerdy? Ben, are you nerdy? I mean, yeah, probably. I think <laughs> people would say that. Um, I, I think I'm probably a little disappointing from my depth of nerdiness, though. Like, I've, I've certainly seen Star Wars and some Marvel movies, but don't really get so deep into it. You know, I've in the past played a number of video games but it's been so long since i've really had time to do that um have you ever you played know, dungeons and dragons when i was young which is quite some time ago but <laughs> i am aware of it that sounds like we're gonna have to get you in, in another game i think this is might be a mandatory thing <laughs> we'll lock you in one of your escape rooms and you can't escape until you beat the D, &D game all right, we can those, those can go on for a long time. <laughs> um, Nick, what about yourself, sir? Um, I consider myself like maybe like moderate 
casual levels of nerd. Um, maybe in a different way. I'm really into like horror themed things and frightening things like a crazy person. Um, <laughs> I like video no. games. I like cartoons. I'm really into, I like old, um, like retro toys and stuff. I have a Furby collection, again, like a crazy person. So I'm like, kind of- I can't believe nerdy. you just said Furbies are retro. That I, I'm dying a little bit inside. You're making me well, feel old. I grew up with them, but like, you know, for, I guess, kids now, it's like, what the heck is that? <laughs> I'm also taking notes here of all the crazy things that you just mentioned. <laughs> None of this came up in the interview. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I've been here um, long enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. So when we were actually getting ready to come do the room, you and I had this fun little talk. Um, <laughs> spoilers, Ben. I got super giddy and was jumping up and down in, in your your guy's place uh, as we was talking because you do. Uh, what, what was the, the the best way we put this? Uh, ghost hunting. We'll, we'll call uh, it paranormal. Mm -hmm. uh, amateur okay. research. <laughs> I guess you could call it that. We call it urban exploration. Urban so. exploration. Uh, that so that's that's cool. And we kind of had this like fun little geeky talk about uh, that. And yes, I absolutely do consider any fandom. If you can get nerdy about it, it's definitely a fandom. I even went to say uh, fantasy sports games. Uh, doing fantasy football is D and D for jocks. So mm. you know that's <laughs> good way to put it. That's true. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> uh, there's there's a fandom for if there's a fandom for it, it is definitely part of nerd culture, uh, if not been influenced in some way. Uh, so it, everybody has a little bit of nerd in them. Uh, but we are not here to talk about those nerd cultures, uh, those fandoms. We are here to talk about Escape Rooms and Escapism LLC, uh, which is luckily for me located in my hometown of Southington, Connecticut. So I highly recommend coming out to Connecticut. If you're, especially if you're in Connecticut, coming out and checking them out. Uh, they graciously let me do a room and it was absolutely a blast. I had so much fun. My entire crew that I went with had a blast. Uh, we instantaneously posted up pictures and we're bragging about how one of us has only done an escape room and we took number one. By the way, are we still number one or have we been shamed down to number two or three? Um, by any I, would have to, I would have to go check. I think oh, still no worries. <laughs> no worries. I just, <laughs> um, so Ben, tell us all, you know, talk to us about escapism and kind of educate the listeners about what exactly is an escape room. Sure. Um, so, Escapism has been open now for three years. Uh, as of a few days ago, actually, we opened oh, the beginning of August three years ago. Um, escape rooms, in in general, are they're they're puzzle filled rooms, and and those can be um, you know puzzles where you're you're searching the room to find things. They can be logic puzzles. They can be all kinds of different things, physical sort of dexterity kind of puzzles sometimes. But it's usually a sequence of puzzles where one you solve one that might lead you to the next one, which leads you to the next one, and eventually you escape the room. Um, usually they have a theme attached to them. So you played the tomb that is our ancient Mayan tomb. Um, but very cool. there can be themes pretty much anything. I think if, you know, if, if there's 
a potential theme out there, someone has done it in an escape room. So that I think is is probably the most fun aspect of it from, from my standpoint. I like to play the rooms myself, you know, myself, other people's rooms and seeing what other people have come up with and the creative ideas that they've had to, to create, uh, you know, an experience, I think is a lot of fun. It's something that you will play with a group. So it's not an individual experience. Um, most escape rooms, you know, I think you need between probably two and on the bigger side, I've heard, you know, 12, 13, 14 people at a time, but those are pretty big. Ours, our rooms are usually between three and eight people, um, depending on which room you're playing. And yeah, they're a lot of fun. You know, I think, you know, I, I've, we've, we've seen people come through escapism who have played almost a thousand escape rooms but that's not our normal audience. You know, typically people who come in are a, similar to your group. They've either never done an escape room before or maybe they've done one. Um, often people are hesitant to do it. They're not sure it's their thing. And we try to, to make sure that everybody, no matter where they fall on, on any of those spectrums has a good time. So you were talking about like, you actually went to other people's rooms and played them and everything. Have you ever sat there and played somebody's room and go, how the hell did they come up with something like that? Yeah, for sure. That happens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a background in this, right? Like, I don't know that anyone does, but I've seen effects in rooms that I have no idea how they did them. Um, you know, it's escape rooms have really changed over the last I don't know exactly how long, but we'll say 10 years or so since they first started popping up. In the beginning, they were very much puzzle rooms where you would walk in and there would be puzzles sitting on tables and things like that. And you would solve one puzzle and you'd get a, a code that then would lead you to another puzzle. And there wasn't much theming to them. There really weren't very many electronics involved. To now, you know, some of the better rooms that are out there, they have you know, almost like movie set design uh, in, in their look and feel. They use a lot of electronics. They'll use Raspberry Pi tied into, you know, some bigger control scheme and, you know, really just some amazing experiences. So you guys did a really good job, by the way, with bringing the feel. Um, by the way, Nick, we got a, a critique for you. I got told to tell you they want more fog. In the, in the <laughs> they love the fog okay. and all this okay. it, it, i told him i was like hey, you really don't because i've had i have a fog machine and i've seen it where it just keeps going it's like wow yes that was yeah, a bad decision <laughs> <laughs> but no you guys did this you 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 gave a great feel for the mayan tomb the wall the art decor the, the i don't want to give away stuff because i want people to come and enjoy it but it was really fun it was really cool um and I enjoyed it, but so here's my question for you guys. Why do we have such a fascination with escape rooms? What is it about like, hey, I'm a consenting adult. I'm letting you lock me in a room for an hour until I figure this out. You know, <laughs> like what's the logic behind that? Why do we keep coming back to it? You have people that said you said they've done a thousand of them. Right. Yeah. So uh, let me clarify one thing and then Nick, I'll let you give 
your thoughts on this. And I'll, I'll chime in. But we don't actually lock you in the room. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, we never lock you inside the room. It's, it's just, you know. Yeah. Mind. No, I'm so, sorry. That's that's my bad right there. <laughs> so I, I said that in the beginning. So Nick, go ahead. If you see the day-to-day, why do you think people love these? And, and what do you see from that? Um, masochism. No, I'm kidding. So, um, <laughs> yeah, if anybody ever actually in Connecticut locks you in a room, I recommend you run because it's illegal in Connecticut, not in other states, but just Connecticut. Um, totally yeah, I don't know. I think, I think the wonder behind wanting to see what you don't know really comes into play. I know that's like a bunch of words, but, um, I think like knowing that there is an end to it almost makes people want to come and play it because they're like okay well i'm solving something we're getting to the bottom of something we're finding something or figuring something out and i feel like that really drives people to want to come and you know rack their brains and and excel as best they can um i've also noticed that like it really gives you a different feeling um in terms of like it makes you feel smart in, in simple terms. It really does. You, you know? really do feel rewarded for your behaviors. Yes, like you, yes. we solve something and so, something would be triggered and we're like, ah, we did it. So exactly. it's, <laughs> there is an instant reward, and, uh, which my wife, we, yeah, go, sorry, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say my wife, uh, she is a behavior and that, and she's a behavior analysis. Wait, analyst analyst wow i can't speak tonight it's there's something in my coffee i swear <laughs> uh, she is a she, she's a uh, bcba she works with uh, low function autism children and so she gets to teach me all these new uh psychology things and she i'm sure she uses some of these uh these treats on me as well to get me to do like wash the dishes and the laundry and stuff you know reward but but it's it's amazing to see what she how she felt about it and she reacted to all this stuff because yes i had to bring my wife i can't do fun things without my wife that would be i'd be but, murdered <laughs> but uh yeah go ahead and say what you're gonna say ben i apologize no i i was just gonna say that that's the reaction that we love to see right we we've set these rooms up not to be your enemy right? It's not us against you. And, and we're happy that you're struggling. We want to see the team succeed. And so when we see people, you know, my wife and I have, have talked, we, we were the ones running the games in, in the early days. And we always talked about seeing the light bulb go on, right? You can almost watch because we're watching you play the game through the cameras in the room. So that way we can give you hints if need be you can almost see with people they're looking in the right place and it's like, they're going to get it. And then you see, and they, they like, they'll point at something and then like, right. Then they solve it and they're high-fiving each other. And, and that's what we love, right? We, we want to see people have a great time. That's why we did this. So if you were to go in there right now, let's say you were to do the tomb, how long do you think it would take you to solve it? I'm guessing less than 10 minutes. Well, I mean, I, I came up with all the puzzles. <laughs> Just so you can put it up there, Ben, number one, 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think probably similar to you, if you were to go back today, you'd, you'd blaze through it pretty quick. Um, but a, a couple things, I mean, yes, I agree with Nick on the challenge part of it. I think that's definitely part of it, um, why people love doing these things. 
But I think, you know, why you keep coming back is something I mentioned earlier is the variety, right? It's, mm -hmm. you're, you're going to see so many different things when you're playing different rooms, you know, everybody's got their own ideas, everybody's got different puzzles. And I think that's part of the fun. And I think the other piece of it is, this is, if they're done well, they put you in an experience that you don't have every day. Right. We, we try to enable you to, to sort of step into that role of an archaeologist in the tomb or, um, you know, a paranormal investigator in our do not disturb, you know, creepy haunted room. Um, you know, it's not something that we would imagine most people are doing every day. But if we do our job well, you get to pretend that that's what you are for an hour. Right. Fun so fact. Uh one of the people that was in our group majored in archaeology. Oh, well, then I stand <laughs> I was not told this ahead of time. <laughs> no, she didn't. She told me actually, as we were doing it, she like, oh, now I know why I got invited. I'm like, I don't know these things about you. Uh, but you bring up a great point, though. What all go, you know, what all goes into making one of these rooms? Like, what's your thought process for making these? Oh, um, it's a deep question, well, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot, right? It basically, I have started with the theme for every one of them. Okay. So for me, I tried doing it the other direction at first, where I had just a bunch of puzzles and I tried to fit those into something. But for me, the creativity really starts to flow on a good idea for a room. And what we really try to focus on for our rooms at escapism is making sure we stick to that theme and that feeling with every aspect of, of everything that goes in. So in the tomb, as the example that, that we're going back to tonight, I didn't want to have padlocks in because that wouldn't make any sense to me that you'd have locks in what is supposed to be an ancient Mayan tomb that you've stumbled on. And that created other challenges for us in and of itself because we couldn't use padlocks, which are probably the easiest way to, to lock something up. So instead, we've got a lot of electronics hidden behind the walls. We've found other creative ways to lock things. Um, but in all of our rooms, once we've hit on that theme, the ideas just start to come like, all right, what might you find in uh, someone's creepy haunted apartment that I can then turn into a puzzle? What might you find in, so our, our other, the room that we just retired was Meltdown. So it, it was a nuclear reactor. So it was a lot of science in that room. And, you know, it looked like it was a space where people come to work at a nuclear reactor. I mean, if we had a real nuclear technician, like, you know, your friend, the archaeologist, <laughs> probably come in and say, well, that's cute. You know, maybe, maybe it didn't really look like a nuclear reactor, but you know, we try to make sure that we stick to that feeling with the rooms and that goes to the puzzles that are in there have to be on the theme. The, the hint system that we use is, is within the theme, the look and feel of the room. We There's have a lot um, of pressure to do it in an hour too. You guys do a really good job of it because I know the first thing I think about is like, okay, we have an hour and then I forget about time completely and I go, crap, how much time do we have left? Yeah, yeah. well, that's good. I mean, hopefully that that means you're immersing yourself in in the. Experience. You do a very good job of that. Yeah. Um, Thanks. Yeah. You. Uh, it. It was. 
you need, I, I try not again, I going to keep saying this all night is I'm trying not to give things away, but I know when we walked into that room, like we got the, you guys kind of came up with a really great story and I was laughing besides the fact that I found out she was an archeologist that my second thought was, wow, we are going to be the worst archeologists in the entire world here. None <laughs> of us are qualified to be an archeologist, yeah. <laughs> um, but you, you had a great story and I don't know if that's common with most rooms, but that was fun to, again, my first experience and yeah we ran in there and we're running around like a bunch of chickens with our heads cut off. Uh, and you do, you had that little blinking box that said, Hey, here's where your hints will come through. If you need a hint, Yeah. Um, which we, I think we only used like three or four times. So I think that was not too shabby. Um, and that's, I would say probably a little below average for that room. Yes. Yeah. So you guys did well. Yes. Yeah. Just keep feeding my ego. That's, that's this is. Thank you for being on my podcast and just yeah. tell me how amazing I am. That's that's yes. all, that's what I need. Phenomenal <laughs> job, you guys. Did. In, in all seriousness, yeah. For a group that that has had one person who had ever played an escape room, finishing at the time you guys did was fantastic. As I you mentioned, num yes. number yes. one for the month. So um, seriously, you guys did great. That's awesome. Um, but we had fun with it and we talked about this a second like both of us could finish this in 10 minutes how do you keep the the replay value to an escape room like that's 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 i mean no i there's no doubt in my mind you spend at minimum thousands of dollars doing these rooms setting them up yeah and after somebody's done it it's it seems like that's going to be difficult to do so how do you counter that kind of situation that stigmatism that comes with escape rooms yeah, it, it's a big challenge uh, for the entire industry. So before we opened up escapism, that was one of the things that, that we really thought through because you're constantly needing to generate new customers, right? Um, in, in any business, they'll tell you that, you know, the easiest, cheapest customer to, to, to have is one you've already got, right? Like you just keep them coming back. Um, and escape rooms don't really have that luxury because most rooms, once you've played them, you know what to do. You may not remember the answers, but you remember enough. Um, the, the fun of some of the surprises, you know, isn't going to be there the second time around. So most escape rooms, you're not going to play again. Um, we have a room. I don't think we've talked about this one yet tonight, but the score was something that we, it's our newest room. We opened it um, March, 2020, about two weeks before the world shut down. Wow. But it was always, we always had the score planned from the beginning as our answer to replayability. And the score works a little differently from most escape rooms. You don't, you're not trying to escape within the hour. You, actually spend the whole hour in the room and as you solve puzzles you are finding gold bars and platinum bars and there's a diamond in the room and you're you're breaking into an international criminal's hideout while they're away and you have an hour before they're showing back up and you're throwing all this stuff into a bag and there's more than you could possibly ever do in an hour and 
when you're done, you go running out of there and we count up how much loot you escaped with and you get a score. And so it was designed in, in many more ways than just the volume of puzzles there. There's a lot of things that we probably shouldn't get into. There are our trade That's fair. Yeah. Nope. That's fair. We've built that room from the ground up to be replayable. And I would say we probably have 15% ish uh, teams come back and play it again. We recently had a team play that room for the fourth time. Um, We still haven't had anyone finish it 100%. As your number Um, one team for the tomb, I see that as a challenge and I will be definitely (laughs) getting my crew together and we're going to come take it on. I'm just letting you know. (laughs) We would love to see you guys back again. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Like legitimately, we've been told. We are coming back. My wife has given me death threats. My wife's friends have given me death <laughs> threats. We, my, my brother-in-law, who's a detective, said we're coming back. So coming you have back, us. Dude. You, you hook, line, sinker. You sold us. <laughs> Good. Um, we, we do. We're fortunate in that we often see that with people. You know, we'll have a group that'll come in that's never played an escape room before, and they will be walking down the hallway leaving our our place and we'll hear them talking about that was amazing like we can't wait to come back so we're, we're very fortunate in that respect where we do get the repeat business where people will come back and play all of our rooms mm-hmm. you know very often we'll see people come back and play all the rooms that's awesome now you did mention something because you did start the room the score two weeks before the world <laughs> stopped uh <laughs> this is a place that you have designed that it's very interactive it's it's group oriented and we're in a pandemic we're still it's crazy to think that a year and a half later almost we're still in a pandemic yeah how how does a business like yours function in something like that and god bless you i commend you for staying alive but like how did you how does something function like that during this i mean i'll give my take and then nick you can kind of chime in on some of the stuff we've done since but i think like a lot of businesses it was it was tough we were completely shut down for about three months after everything happened um back in the beginning i think you know probably most people remember there was all kinds of information about how it was spreading and was it by you know being left on surfaces which for a business like ours where people are touching everything is is a nightmare um so we were completely shut down for about three months and thankfully, we were able to get some of the, the government funding that was out there to sort of make it through that time. But that only takes you through a couple months. Um, but then we reopened with a lot of new rules in place. And, you know, a lot of people weren't comfortable coming back. So it's, we are now, however long it's been, 16, 17 months in, starting to see things return to the levels that, that we kind of left them you know, a year and a half ago. But, you know, Nick, you can kind of talk about the extra cleaning that we were doing, you know, just all the changes once we reopen. Yeah. So, you know, as Game Masters, it's part of our responsibility is making sure that people are, yes, having fun, but also safe while they are, while they are having fun. So, um, you know, earlier on when we first opened up, uh, like Ben said, some people were not as comfortable coming in, which is totally fine. Like we totally understand that. Um, and now we're slowly starting to get 
um, you know, more and more people rolling in and things are starting to look up a little bit, but um, and generally we just do our very best to make sure everything stays as clean as it can be, um, you know, what with certain mask mandates and cleaning off surfaces as best as we can and like Lysol bombing the rooms after everybody plays it. Um, Cause ultimately like we wanna make sure that, you know, people are safe while they're playing this. This is a very touch based activity. So, you know, yeah. we have to wipe down a lot of things and kind of stay really vigilant and make sure we're focusing on what, on like, okay, this person brought a toddler into the room and they put this thing in their mouth. We need to wipe that off extra or like, hey, this person touched something they don't usually touch. We really gotta make sure we clean that, you know? so. A lot of it is just focusing uh, and really paying attention to make sure we get everything as clean as we can. Um, so, pe so people are, you know, safe coming in here. They feel safe coming in here. Uh, they're comforted by the smell of Lysol lingering in the air. <laughs> uh, it's a great lemon scent, by the way. Uh, yes, thank you. Thank <laughs> no, I, I will vouch for you guys there. I, I never, first thing I asked when I, you know, touch basis with you was hey you know what your guys meant you know your guys policy on mask mandate you said hey if you're you know you're vaccinated you know it's not required but we encourage it you know those who are wearing you know aren't wear masks nobody i i came in there with a crew of seven and obviously nick you were there you got to see them all uh nobody felt unsafe uh you guys truly 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 did an amazing job uh never once was that's the crazy thing I, I think I really liked about this is with the exception of us having to wear the masks, you know, or not having, but we're wearing masks. I wouldn't have thought I was in a pandemic. You guys made it, you immersed us the, the ambiance of the rooms just before even going into the room, the actual, you know, the lobby was fun. There was great. There was little puzzles everywhere. You had this great, almost antique feel to the out out there the chairs and everything uh, the old telephone i took pictures of everything because it was just <laughs> i was having a blast um i didn't once think for an entire hour i got to escape no pun intended the pandemic yeah. and that was a truly wonderful experience to think about that my mind was on puzzles my mind was on this experience and I didn't have to think about anything outside of this office, this building that you guys are located in. And it was a blast. It was a relief. It was a stress relief for me. And even after when going out and enjoying myself and going home, that's all I was thinking about was this escape room and how fun it was and how I could have done things better yeah. <laughs> in it. But it was it was an escape from the reality that is our world right now. And thank you so much for that experience. I truly, truly, truly mean that. Um, yeah, that's, that's great to hear. Um, I mean, I'm not going to put us in, you know, in the same conversation with people who are saving lives and, and doing important things while all this is going on. But if we can do our little bit to let people have a good time with you know with everything that's going on in the world now like that's great like with our dumb little escape rooms if if that helps people in in some way like i'm thrilled with that so i'm glad you guys felt that yeah no thank you um so going back to your rooms how do you stay ahead of the curb when it comes to making this difficult because you have people that have done a thousand rooms 
And how do you still make this a challenge for them while also making it fun? Not just in, you know, handing them, Hey, all right, here's 75 padlocks, figured out the combinations and go. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of the bigger challenges designing the rooms because those teams who've played a thousand rooms are playing the same. They're having the same experience that your group who had played, you know, almost zero between the seven of you are, are, are playing through. And we make up for that difference. Like, I think we've, we've tried to balance the room so that an average team will finish the room in about 60 minutes. If people are uh, particularly good at these or more experienced, they're going to finish faster than that. If, the, if a team is really struggling, we use the hints to help bridge that gap and, and give them a shot at finishing. So Nick, I mean, you're, you're better at this than I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, a lot of it is for us, um, you know, working in the back and then working with the people that come in and play is getting to know the group as much as you can um, in as little time as you can, because, you know, by as little time as you can, I mean, like, you know, we're funneling people in and out to play the rooms and then to clean everything and then clean up and then the next group comes and stuff. So you don't exactly have a lot of time to set up, sit down and be like, hi, how smart do you think you are? <laughs> it's more of like, you know, anything between how many rooms that they've played collectively, how many people are in their group, um, what their learning style is, what their personality types are, and then applying that when you're actually running the room from our back control room here and helping them along. Because obviously if we have, you know, a larger group of people who they've all played like at least 15 escape rooms and, you know, they're pretty smart, then I am going to hint them less. It's going to be more of like a hands-off experience. I'm observing making sure that they are on the track that they're supposed to be on and maybe only giving them a hint if they are really, really stuck, they really need my help and they're just stumped on something. Whereas for a group of beginners that hardly even know what escape rooms are, <laughs> they really <laughs> want to um, be involved and they want this to be their first experience, I might just have to give them some, some more, you know, soft nudges in the right direction. And that's totally fine because everyone starts, you know, at different experience levels. So it's it it almost feels personal a lot of the time because uh it's it's really working to tailor the experience to the group and uh make sure it runs smoothly all around you know? that's actually really good that you get and impressive that you're able to build that relationship with your customers and i think it definitely says something about your guys character as a business that you're willing to build that kind of relationship instead of saying all right here's the th room toss you in Good luck to you, sir. I'll give you five <laughs> hints throughout the, 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 you get a, a hint every 10 minutes or something. Um, and I also think that personable experience actually makes me want to come back more. And I definitely think that's how you guys keep your, your customers coming. Um, so you guys definitely, how, how often do you do? So you're doing your first cycle of a room, right? How often do you feel that you're going to have to rotate rooms out if you don't mind me asking meaning like like so you just down one yeah room and making room. another one yeah yeah so i i think a room has probably a, a three to four year life cycle to it okay it's just a guess 
Um, I mean, I'm aware of, of other escape rooms in the area that have been open for longer than that. I'm aware of a couple rooms that have shut down sooner than that. But I think on average, for me, three years seems to make sense. Um, this is a pretty new industry. So I think things are changing pretty rapidly. And if you wait much longer than three or four years, your room is going to look like it okay. uh, and then feel like it, I think. Um, I, I don't know. We, we opened with just two rooms and one of those two meltdown is the one that we just shut down and we're, you know, we're clearing room to put in a new one because we don't have any more space. Uh, the other is, is do not disturb. That was our first room that we actually opened. And that one is still our most popular room. And That's so cool. I think that one's still got some, some life to it. Okay. Um, um but so I would say generally, yeah, three to four years. Okay. Uh, so let me ask you this, since you're talking about the future, you know, it's it being such a new industry and everything where, how long do you think down the road till we're all doing this in VR? Art. It already exists. It <laughs> Does it really? I, that was a joke. Yeah. That was totally a joke. Yeah. No, oh my God. Um, I haven't played one for myself, but they do have um, VR escape rooms. I've seen like a few YouTubers play them and they also have online experiences um, that I haven't been to many, but they have like, you know, where you work with another group of people online, but like, yeah, they have, they have VR escape rooms. Oh, that was a total for. joke. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, uh, so I'm going to say, I'm going to pass, I think on the VR. Cause I liked how you guys set it up. I like being able to feel touch and actually get all my senses for everything. Um, but where do you see the future of doing escape rooms? Like, what do you think is going to be the future looking like? Is, is it, are you even able to tell at this point? I think it's hard to say. Um, you know, I I made the point when we were first starting off that this is so new still, you you can't really say where everything is gonna go. You know, there, there's no there's no Amazon of escape rooms that's out there that has just perfected this whole thing and you know that's who you're competing against. There's still room here for someone to come up with an idea that no one's ever thought of before i don't i don't think we've even necessarily landed on what is the best way to to run an escape room okay um, i mean i've heard of of all kinds of things that have made me stop and say like oh wow that's a great idea why didn't i think of that i mean there are mobile escape rooms that people can bring in a trailer uh that it's usually a smaller, shorter experience, but it's no less exciting and, and immersive if, you know, if it's done well. Um, there's escape rooms on cruise ships now. Um, I mean, I've, I've heard of certainly the VR escape rooms that, that Nick mentioned are becoming more prevalent. Um, I think there, there's going to continue to be a trend towards better and better looking rooms um, and, and more technology in the rooms. I think, I don't know that we'll get rid of padlocks, but we're moving in that direction where most of the newer rooms have at least a, a portion that are driven by electronics. And, and when I say that, it's, it's like an electronic magnetic lock where when you've done the right things in the room, it'll shut off the magnetic lock and the thing will pop open. So, okay. We're moving much more in that direction. Do you think 
so again, my first experience, it was an hour. It seems like an hour is that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Is there a future where it's a two hour experience or is that too long for like, is that the attention span of somebody that, or is that too much for you guys to do? Well, not it just, but in general for an escape room, is that too much problem solving to try to put into a room? Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Just from my perspective, <laughs> I would say that it's definitely possible depending on the group and depending on the puzzles that are included. But I would say like after, you know, too long, um, depending on all the elements there, it could get a little, you know, it could be a little bit too much um, just in terms of like, you know, we, we never want people to get too frustrated and then it goes from having fun to like, why can't I figure this out? I don't know what to do. You know, like I feel, I feel like with too much time, um, people could get a little bit frustrated more, but I definitely don't see it being an impossible thing, I guess. And I know there are, I've played at least one room that was a 90 minute experience. Okay. I know there's, there's something I believe in New York city. That's a two hour experience. So there are out there, I think for the average player that we see two hours is probably more than they'd be looking for. So an hour is that sweet spot number i think so something Mm. like that Mm. um you know it's it's tough to balance exactly how long you need to make a room again because of the the broad range of of skills that we see come through um and i think the longer you make that experience the harder that nailing that timing becomes right so I have a hard enough time figuring out exactly how many puzzles and how hard to make them so that it it's a good balance so that most people finish in an hour. If you tell me to make that two hours, it's definitely, you know, it gets exponentially harder. Oh yeah. But it's, it's possible, certainly doable. Fair enough. I, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, I, I honestly, I didn't even know that any of those existed like the two hour one in New York, but uh, that's, like I said, I thought an hour was fun and it went by a lot quicker than I realized. Mm-hmm. And I thought I had way less time left, especially when I heard some drum beats and everything. I was like, oh God, that's, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. We're about to lose. Um, and uh, it was like, it was a blast. It really, really was. Mm-hmm. So was, yeah, so, go ahead. I, so one, one thing with that, you mentioned sort of the drum, the drum beats coming in. Yes. When we design the rooms, I've mentioned already that, you know, kind of everything feeds into that experience. And, and I often think about like, how do I want people to feel as this is happening? So, you know, you started off asking about nerdy things and whatever. I, I guess like I've, I'm big into movies and have, have watched a lot of movies in my life. I can think like most people, but that, you know, a lot of that and my video game playing experience feeds into the experience that I'm trying to create here. So when those drums kick in, it is towards the end of the time. And it is often when you are in a similar point in the game, when a team would be in a similar point in the game as your group was. And it's meant to give you that pause of like, oh crap, like what? We did, we paused, we all stopped. We were like, (laughs) 
<laughs> oh did. man, we've got like maybe like three minutes left. We better hurry up and figure this out. Right. And we were rushing. We did. Right. We rushed. Right. And you had plenty of time, but you know it did create that effect. And in our meltdown room, which you know again we've just recently shut down, that room was meant to stress people out. It was meant to make you feel like there were real stakes involved. <laughs> and we had alarms that would come in and build and get louder over the course of the hour. And, you know, we had people come out of there sweating. Like that was fun, but I don't ever want to do anything like that again. Oh, you're monsters. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. You're a monster. <laughs> I did. And, I went into military mode. I started barking orders. We were sitting there yeah. like, all right, you do this. You do this. Get these up there. Go do this, 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 and this. Go. We have got to get this. I am not. I'm super competitive. I am right. super competitive. <laughs> and but the music I, also feeds into that whole it experience. Does. So, oh, good. I'm, I'm glad yes, it, no. it had the desired effect. Oh, <laughs> it did. We were cracking up laughing. Uh, we came up for with for really funny names for some of the objects you had in the game because we were we couldn't think of the names of stuff or what because they were hard to describe. And I'm like this, and they're like, "What is that?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, that's kind of what it looks like." And so <laughs> I'll tell you guys that off of screen. Um, so you have the tomb, you had meltdown, you have do not disturb, you have the score. How do you come up with these rooms? I'm assuming you're sitting there with your wife, kind of sitting there watching based on your your uh, stories here. You sit there and you watch a movie. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make that into a room. You're sitting there watching Predator. I'm like, all right, you guys, you have an hour to escape. A predator is going to skin you all. Is, is, is that the logic that you guys come with? I mean, it's never quite happened like that. But I mean, maybe the Predator room is on the way. Um, I wouldn't complain. Dibs, dibs. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah i mean for me i don't know they've just always sort of sprung to mind like i have a, a a pretty big list bigger than we will ever make a pretty big list of rooms that i would love to do and i think when when we hit on the right answer i immediately start dumping those ideas like okay I can now see what this room is going to look like and and what it's going to feel like and what the experience is going to be like so I don't I don't know that I have any kind of a real process for coming up with that original idea they've just come from unusual places so I don't know I, we were at Yankee Candle up in Massachusetts the the corporate location Yankee Candle and there's a section in the middle there where there's like a fountain and it's like a castle wall and whatever. And I said, like, I would love to do like a German village. Like, like you're there, you, you lost your passport in one of the stores and it's after hours and you've got to break into these different shops and, you know, go from place to place. And, you know, we're, we're never going to do that, but something like that might trigger an idea. Um, Anyway, that sounds fun. You're like, all right, well, I, I'm stuck here. All right, I have to get my stuff. Crap. Uh, I thought you legitimately like I was in Yankee Candle. And as we're sitting there, my wife's buying candles. I'm like, man, I just want to die right now. I should do a haunted room. <laughs> yeah, you saw an Annabelle looking doll and you're like, man, you know what? I should go do a, that kind of room. Yeah. Unfortunately <laughs> for me, it's never been that quick of a like I see one thing and it turns into a room. It's it's a little bit of like 
I got to see the whole thing in my mind before it gets there. But yeah, that's cool. So Nick, have you been able to like say, Hey, cause I know you guys kind of collaborate a little bit. Uh, how much of your thought process goes into the rooms as well? Like, do you guys sit there and go, Hey, this is fun. This is fun. Nah, this sucks. We should do this instead. <laughs> yeah, we help out. We definitely help out. Um, obviously like not to the extent that Ben does all of the everything, but, um, I know like from my perspective, I've been helping to kind of visualize and come up with different concepts for things to like paint and where, you know, help with like, I don't know, mapping out where things might be and what kinds of props we could use. Or like recently I was like, hey, I'm gonna go to Goodwill. <laughs> I'm gonna see if there's anything that looks like a specific thing that could fit this very specific theme we might be thinking of for this thing. You know, I. Like kind of help out in the background a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, since Nick joined us, what, about two years ago now, um, we've had a major upgrade to our ability to uh, design and, and, and make things look good. You know, Nick is fantastic at, at painting, at drawing, at anything creative like that, and has really added a lot to what we do. Awesome. Um, and I've definitely a lot of ideas off of him for the new room that we are currently building um, and am happy to have his input on, on a lot of that kind of stuff. So I think this new room will, will have a lot of Nick touches to it. So, awesome. So. I can't wait for it to, to, <laughs> to come into fruition so I can go and rock that one as well. Yeah. I got that kind of ego going on for the rooms now. <laughs> um, so Let's wrap this up with uh, some of your best stories. What's, like this can be any variety of your experiences, like the funniest, whatever you want to say, kind of experience you get, think you guys have had with these escape rooms. Let me tell you, <laughs> um, working in this industry, you sure do meet a lot of different types of people who do a lot of very interesting things. Um, Obviously, you know, I never want to insult anyone's intelligence. So that is not what I'm getting on. What I'm getting on with is, um, you know, I've seen anywhere from like grown adults shoving their fingers into our electrical outlets if they manage to find them to like, um, we had this woman come in once and we have um, a waiver system. So you always have to fill out a waiver, at least in Connecticut you do, um, just so, you know, just in case like things break or you get, you know, you freak out while you're in there or something. I don't, I'm not going to, you know, give anything away, but there's a room that we have that involves gently knocking on something. Um, and we had a dude not do it very gentle at all. And there was a hole where there shouldn't have been. Um, <laughs> Punched a hole in the wall. <laughs> yep, he did do that. And I like to I like to bring that up as a funny little joke when I'm giving rules sometimes. And I'm like, hey, just letting you know, like, you know, no physical strength is required in the rooms. That includes punching holes in the walls. And then people laugh. And then I have to be like, no, it actually happened once. That's why I'm telling you that. And they're like, has, oh my God. <laughs> has anybody ever solved a puzzle? And you're like, like they didn't solve it the correct way, but actually, oh, yeah. but it somehow it worked. Or in yes. <laughs> yeah, <You're> like, <laughs> yeah. Well, we we try when anything like that happens, we try to then fix that loophole. 
because yeah. we don't we don't mean for you to be able to solve it in more ways than one but you know sometimes that's fine whatever but you know we've had instances where people have forced things open for example right that is not ever how we intend for you to solve the puzzles and so that has resulted in us changing things and making things stronger and adding stronger locks and whatever so we don't you know, we don't usually let that sort of thing continue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but people we're, we're always surprise us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're improving every week. To that's make awesome. Sure, like, things are, I, you know, the way that they should be. I do have, um, if you want, I've got a, a funny story. From yeah, go ahead. Please, by all means. So we, um, we have a, a brewery right next door to us. Um, and we also, <laughs> in, in our pre-COVID days, we were uh, BYOB in our lounge, and we had a group come in that were already, they had clearly already started the party before they arrived, and then <laughs> continued while they were waiting uh, in our lounge, you know, they arrived early, and I mean, I would say that drinking doesn't make you better at solving puzzles generally um <laughs> and, and this group played the tomb and really struggled with the whole thing and and you know understandably like they were they were pretty well they pre-game so hardcore they were post-game yeah <laughs> and so you know i was really struggling to help them and, and they're in that first room and you know kind of how that room goes and you know you're sort of building towards something in that first room and you know kind of how much more you have to do just by how it's playing out yeah and the the hour was almost up when they were about to finish the first room and they finally solved the last puzzle from the first room plant the thing where it needs to go the lights you know that light sort of lights up Somebody says, check the door. They open the front door that they came in, which was unlocked the entire time. He screams, it's unlocked. And they all go running back out of the room, out to the lounge and start drinking. <laughs> they never learned that there was more to it than they never saw. I think, so, ah, good job, guys. You did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you nice, did good. Nice job. Nice job. So, yeah, that was fun. You know what? I'm not going to lie. We almost did that too. And I was like, I feel like there's more to this. We were sitting there. We're like, we did it. Now what? And I'm like, that can't be it. We got to find. And then legit, yeah. legitimately one guy's like, oh, let's, this door opens. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Let's, let's go in there. Let's run. Yeah. Uh, well, with the fog and the, you know, the lights are dim in the tomb. Oh but... no, we're dumber than a box of rocks. The whole lot of us. So <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> no. As mentioned, you guys killed it. Um, so I'm going to finish off because I, I only have my experience, but I do have some, some quotes from some people, but like it, I just want to put out some positive vibes for you guys. Uh, you know, it exceeded my expectations. I loved it. They, there was so much thought put into these entire rooms. Uh, Nick was excellent. Uh, I definitely want to go back <laughs> and try more rooms. Uh, everybody was, you know, another one said you put you in the mindset when you're, as soon as you walk through, uh, Love the darkness, love the smoke. Everybody kept, in the group kept talking about the smoke and how much fun <laughs> that was. So if I had to give you some advice, put more smokes in more rooms. That's that's definitely what you guys need to do. <laughs> uh, no, it was it was so much fun. 
so let's go ahead and let's wrap this up. Uh, do you have any final thoughts uh, before I, you know, we do shameless plugs? Uh, anything you guys wanted to add? If you play an escape room, please do not rip anything off of the walls or punch any holes in the walls or anything. And you will be great. our best friend forever. I think that's a great, <laughs> great final thought right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I would just say, you know, thank you for bringing your group in. And, and we always love when people who haven't played an escape room before are converted, right? I know you guys will play another room Hopefully, There's no ours. doubt about it. I right. legitimately come to play. We're going to play all your rooms. Uh, even I'm going to get my son to come in. And he, I know he's done some up in Indiana. He went and did one and because yeah. he was inspired by this, us doing one. You know, we're, we're at a point where I think most people are at least aware of escape rooms, but there's still a lot of people who've never tried. They're, you know, they're maybe not sure it's for them, a little afraid, you know, whatever. Um, so, people like you and your group are the best advertising for us because you will tell other people who were in your situation that this was a lot of fun. You can totally do it. Um, and, and so that's always great to hear. So thank you. Yeah. All right. So where can people find you? Obviously you guys are located in the lovely town of Southington, Connecticut. Um, but where else can we find you to set up appointments and, any info and seeing my pretty face. Yeah, so our website is escapismct.com. That's E-S-C-A-P-I-S-M-C-T.com. And from there, you can get information about the rooms. You can book uh, times. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, yeah, we're, we're located in the Factory Square building in Southington, if anybody is local. So. Yes, uh, I will definitely say this. You guys are located in an awesome area. Um, there's a cupcake store that's coming around there, too, from yeah. one of the people, one from Cupcake Wars. Uh, Nick was telling me about that. Uh, yeah, got an, hardcore, I, I hardcore cupcake. That's what they're calling it. So if somebody's a musician, like I heard a rumor that it was... What, oh my God. No, it wasn't for it was it was from my wife told me she's like somebody's like my, as a musician. Yeah, I don't I don't want to you know my my dad was just friends with one of the one of the people uh, growing up and that's what I was told. I I'm, I'll have to double check with them on that. But yeah, well, from, from I'm starting know. a rumor here, you know. But you guys, <laughs> that that whole place was awesome. You guys got your escape room. You got the uh, the the brewery. You got Purgatory Coffee, which was just an absolute blast. Uh, thank you, Nick, for that one. Their chai latte was awesome. Yeah, uh, they the, make their the candy, own. They, the, <laughs> the, the candy shop. So you guys are located in this very fun. There's a lot to do. And definitely yeah. going and enjoying some food and drinks and candies and then going and doing an escape room. It sounds like a wonderful date, if not a date uh, for, you know, a couple's dates. Um, absolute blast. I can't say enough. Thank you so much for letting us do it and having you guys on the show to talk about it. I learned a lot about escape rooms so that was very cool uh, definitely not what i thought an escape room was and it's just been a blast i i can't not say enough good things about you guys truly truly can't and it's i'm never this positive when it comes to um like having you know stuff on my podcast other than like maybe wandavision which was just amazing but um yeah no it was such of a blast of an experience especially to do something during this pandemic what's that 
out of curiosity, what yeah. what did you think an escape room would be? Well, I honestly, so my thought process legitimately was. I think to those, like, it looks kind of like a, a house and like you're stuck in a room and then there's like something under the table. You have to unscrew. You have like, it's like a false doorknob on something or a book. And, and then you have to solve the puzzles and you look mm -hmm. around there. And like, I had that old school idea of legitimately that was a room is you were legitimately locked in a room, like the door locks and you can't get out unless there's a fire or something like that. But uh, you're locked in a room. And you have to go from point A to point B, like puzzle, 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 puzzle. And then like you have to like, I don't know, pick up the phone and dial a certain number and that unlocks the the, the room and yay, you get to escape granny's attic. So, you know, <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, apparently I go really dark. You're either predator or you're locked in, you know, granny's in someone's attic. attic. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, granny's attic is our next room. That oh, we're okay. My bad. Spoilers. Obviously. <laughs> no, but that was my thought process on it. And I, I think that was pretty much everybody's thoughts. And when I told him, I was like, Hey, we're doing this thing. It's called the tomb. And it's they're like, Oh, what's that? And I said, I don't know, but it sounds fun <laughs> and it sounds adventurous. And I'm thinking Indiana Jones and you guys did, you had this very, yeah. Archaeology, archaeology, man, I cannot speak tonight. Uh, you had this very ancient room. We're just going to skip words that I can't say yep. right now. <laughs> I'm struggling. Words are hard tonight. Uh, so it was, but it was, it was really fun. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Nick, for being on the show. Uh, Escapism LLC. I highly, 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 highly recommend you guys go check them out, especially if you're in the Connecticut area. Um, I'm going to wrap this up on my side. As always, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are listening to us on Audible and Apple, please remember to rate and review. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, so please like and follow us at DNA Pod and on Twitter at NerdDNAPod. And I'm actually getting a little bit more on Twitch, so at NerdDNAPodcast. That's where you can find me. This has been Dads with Nerdy Ambitions. Thank you to Ben and Nick who were on the show. And thank you. Good night, everyone. Bye.